0: Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. Today is Monday, August the 9th. Um, Let me think about things we got to go over before we jump into today's episode. We'll do this one. We always bring... Well, I sometimes forget to bring it up, but I'm going to say this at the front end of the podcast. Things that y'all need to be on the lookout for is, one, the Primo's YouTube channel. Right, Jordan? Yeah. Um, We've got new episodes coming out weekly. We're also uploading. We're calling them Primo's Originals.
1: Yep. They're, uh, which the new episodes that we're putting up were uh, outdoor channel shows yeah. from last year. So if you don't subscribe to outdoor channel, this would be the first time you're watching
0: them. Yeah, correct. Uh, another question that whenever these YouTube episodes start rolling out, I get it. People are seeing them. Um, some folks are going, when are y'all going to start uploading deer shows? Well, They're uploading just to answer that question they're uploading the order that they came out in so right now it's elk shows and i think we're probably we may have a few of those left i'm not 100 percent certain but as soon as those i mean it'll roll right into deer shows yeah so just for your, think I know,
1: uh, i think cottonmouth shows started airing on youtube this week
0: i think you're right i'm actually i'm pulling it up right now so i can see because i want to tell them the name because there's been a lot of as you could imagine um folks got really excited when we started releasing that old stuff yeah when we say old stuff y'all we're talking like stuff from some of them are back from e- dvds but some of these are like from the vhs yeah, days
1: it's kind of a mixture over the years and yeah. stuff so the
0: Something. playlist is called primo's hunting classics like i said we're putting new ones up there every week but um if you want to go look at all of them it's the playlist called primo's hunting classics and videos yeah, the first, the the episode that went out last week was coming home to Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, deer shows are, are airing now. That is correct. So you can go to YouTube. If you type in Primo's Hunting, more than likely we will be the first channel to pop up. Um, if our channel doesn't pop up first, it'll probably be a bunch of our videos and then our channel. You know yeah. how that works. Um, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to help us out, you can do us a very quick favor and just go to our page on itunes and leave us a rating and write us a review helps us out Yep, that
1: helps people find us easier yeah yeah because of that big word called algorithm
0: algorithm seo terms that i kind of understand but i really don't yeah but um, pretty
1: much the more interaction we have with our audience the Easier it is for people to find yeah. us. So it definitely helps us out.
0: Yeah. And we're working on more ways that we can interact with our audience. But, you know, right now we're rolling with the best thing we got got going now is these embarrassment stories, which we'll get to the one of this week later. Um, so, yeah, the page on iTunes, that's a huge help. Um, if you could follow us on Spotify, Spotify, that helps as well. And if you didn't know, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, Google Podcasts there's like a laundry list of other ones i mean there's a bunch of like Like,
1: obviously if somebody's listening to this they found it somehow
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure um what else do we got anything i mean i know we've got if you are subscribing to the outdoor channel we've got new episodes airing now like new new yeah to the outdoor channel
1: i think uh Last week was Brad, Arizona, and yep. did that wrap up elk season? I think so. It either wrapped it up or there's one more episode this week. I yeah. can't remember, but uh, am to start seeing some deer stuff from New Kudzu and a couple of other, other places around the state. We hunted last year. We went to Kansas once. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, new place. i to start showing up.
0: Which I know there was, um, it makes sense. I mean, there was a, a good bit of confusion uh, when, now that I think about it, that coming home to Cottonmouth episode came out on YouTube. Yeah. And there was a lot of folks like, wait a second, what happened to Kudzu? Did y'all go back to Cottonmouth? Yeah. But again, going back to what Jordan said, uh, this is, these are the episodes that, if you don't subscribe to Outdoor Channel, these aired on Outdoor Channel last summer? Yeah. So, yeah, these are, these are on YouTube now airing what was our last season at Cottonmouth.
1: Yep. I wish we could get stuff out sooner, but that's just the way it is with uh, contracts and that kind of thing. Just being transparent about it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Ain't ain't nothing wrong with saying that. Um, Jordan, are you ready to address this week's embarrassing story of the week?
1: Yeah. Hit me with it. One more time.
0: (laughs) Again, um, this person did not ask for me to keep them...
1: uh, anonymous? You're just making a judgment on this. But I'm a, I'm going to keep it anonymous. Like, kind of like if you send in a story, you probably wouldn't want your name being told. More than likely. <laughs> you know some of my stories. Yeah, n- nothing in here says leave my name out of this. Are you the, really the one sending these in cuz I'm not seeing them.
0: No, if I'll show them to you. This if I if <laughs> No, I I don't know. This one's this one's left anonymous for a different reason. Uh I just if this did happen to me, I I don't know. I may tell like certain circle of friends that it happened, but I wouldn't just put it all out there for the world to know. Mm-hmm. But some people might. I don't know. Like this uh John Doe that we're discussing. Um and I'm also going to leave some of these he didn't now. Let me he didn't say there's no like swear words. There's just some terms in here that uh, a little on the I don't know, graphic side might be to say it. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave them out and kinda of, I don't know, make it a little bit more uh friendly on here for this this podcast. But it is it's quite the story. Um so I'm gonna kinda I'm gonna kinda paraphrase it over here. So this is this is comes from the spring. It doesn't say what year, it might have been this year for all I know. But this is a turkey hunting tale. Um so here we go. Turkey season in East Tennessee. Uh, the guy was heading to a new location for an afternoon hunt. Um, he had stopped on the way in to grab a bite. Uh, he already knew where he wanted to be for that afternoon hunt, and he must be hunting up and around Tennessee, the the mountainous parts, because he's talking about having to climb steep terrain to get where he wants to end up. Um, he says, well, he gets about halfway up the mountain, and he feels his uh, stomach start to rumble. Mm-hmm. So you can already kind of tell... Where this is going? Yep. Okay. Uh, immediately following that, he realized, like, I'm gonna need to do something fast.
1: Right. Right. Full, full lock. Full lockdown. Yeah.
0: Full lockdown. He says, "Now this." He said, "What followed there was nothing more than a series of bad decisions by the urge to answer Mother Nature's call on a steep face of a East Tennessee ridge." So I can imagine. So like y'all, if y'all are listening to this and y'all don't know. you've never hunted east Tennessee per se or turkey hunted in country where you've got steep terrain yeah but if you have you can imagine the current predicament this fella is in (laughs) (laughs) he's not on he said I mean he says he's on some steep stuff when this moment hits him
1: better find a sturdy
0: tree better find a sturdy tree so says place my gun down drop my turkey vest dropping it against a tree to try to prevent it from rolling again if that tells you how steep he's at like his turkey vest something that's not apt to roll unless you're on really steep stuff um dropped my turkey vest down put it against a tree to keep it from rolling uh quickly had to reposition it this delay was detrimental as panic sweat began to show he thought i mean he thought he was this must have been a very very urgent situation so i desperately scanned around and saw the slightest uh saw the slightest tree that a, a tree that had basically fallen over and was uprooted and he decided that that was was the place to be so he ru- rushes over there he he gets in he he gets himself ready he gets himself in the situation um, and so he's he's using this tree that has fallen over and uprooted and he's also grabbing a hold he sees a sapling tree that he decides he's also gonna use to hold himself. Kinda like a the way I'm reading it's kinda like, you know, what they call folks call it a old crap handle in a truck. Yeah. That's how he's deciding to hold on to this sapling. Well basically he says he goes to lean against the bench, the bench tree, he's referring to it as. He's I mean his pants are dropped and he goes to fully lean into it. He grabs that sapling tree, not realizing the sapling is rotten and it snaps so then he begins rolling down the mountainside oh, with gosh. his pants around his ankles.
1: <laughs> Key. I called this before you even told me what was happening. Find a sturdy tree. <laughs> wow. I mean,
0: the, the the way he wrote this is really funny. He said, <laughs> he's the, so Guy, if you hear this story again, I'm keeping you anonymous, but the way you wrote this was very comedic. He said, the small dead tree just flat. <laughs> the small dead tree flat out unearthed itself, and all of Mother Nature laughed in harmony as I followed everything downward.
1: <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> uh, um, That's rough.
0: So, I, yeah, again, <laughs> what did he say? He said it was then I guess after it was all over, after the fall was over and he kinda gathered himself, he said it was then that I could relate to those setting out on the Oregon trail as my as my journey to get this all figured out was gonna be an epic one.
1: (laughs) Man. That's a rough morning.
0: (laughs) That's bad. Oh yeah. That's embarrassing. Can you imagine? I mean, just again, I left out some I mean the story it does get a little bit more graphic so to speak, but can you imagine? I mean like you drop your pants and then you go to sit down and you then all of a sudden you're just going mm. down a hill, pants around your ankles. Whew. Yeah. That one's bad.
1: That would ruin your morning there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So um that concludes this week's embarrassment story of the week again if you would like to be featured and again don't feel don't feel like we're gonna put you on full blast this is two weeks in a row we've left the names out yeah um you can send them into primo's hunting podcast at gmail.com you can send them to the primo's instagram page you can send them to mine and jordan's instagram page whatever you want to do the email does tend to work best but whatever This podcast is brought to you by OnX Hunt, the app that has completely changed the game and helps you increase your success rates every time you go out in the field. It's something that we legitimately use every single day. doesn't matter if we're talking elk hunting, deer hunting, duck hunting, upland hunting, bass fishing, it does not matter. We don't go a day without using OnX Hunt. Public and private land boundaries, the new crop filters, the new 3D mapping system. There is not a time where Onyx cannot help you, and they update it all the time, which helps you increase your success rates. So go and check out the Onyx Hunt app today. Use the promo code PRIMOS20 to get 20% off your Onyx Hunt membership. Moving on today's subject at hand. I could tell, I haven't told you this, I could tell strictly just from watching the analytics of last week that people are definitely starting to get back into the hunting mindset. Right. Right. Cause, oh, we all are. Well, I mean, last week's subject matter was talking about mainly elk stuff and then bow setup. And it it must have struck a chord with the listeners. They're they're starting to feel the fall urge, too.
1: Yeah, I definitely am, too. And that's what, as uh, soon as we're done with this podcast, we're finna to go get in action.
0: Yeah, which is kind of the subject matter for the day. Because, again, in reference to talking about things that... It's not that I try to avoid them. I just feel like we've talked about it before, and I don't ever want this podcast to r- become redundant, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want just—I don't folks want folks back, like, man, they've talked about the same things all the time.
1: Well, the to-do list for today and tomorrow is not getting ready, per se, for deer season, but it's getting the equipment ready. Well,
0: again, you're very correct, but I was like, man, talking about, if you're going to talk about planting, if you're going to talk about... Pre-preparation for planting. I was like, I feel like we talked
1: about those things before, but that's what folks are asking for. I've been to go spend some money. Yeah. Okay. Because. because so our to-do list today is we're spraying food plots this week later on, and uh, soon as Brad is to be found. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, we're going to try to make ourselves useful and start, try to get the equipment ready. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a bush hog. We got to do all that too after we spray. Yeah. So I was thinking we we'll go get the bush hog ready. Yeah. And by getting ready, I don't mean just hooking it up to the tractor.
0: Yeah. That
1: thing is like a 1980 model. Yeah. And it needs new blades.
0: Well, again, like this is, folks have a tendency to think that we just have the finest equipment all the time and we i mean like we have some great equipment don't get me wrong like we get to use that amco disc every year oh yeah love that thing but it's not always the case like again in reference to that 1980 bush hog
1: if you need a good (laughs) massage chair you just hook this bush hog up and turn up the rpm on a tractor to a certain spot and it'll give you a good massage because it is definitely off balance and that's what we're finna go try to fix (laughs) uh but I don't have an impact. You don't have an impact. We don't have an impact. So nope. I got to go to Lowe's and buy one. So we'll have that because it will come in handy more than this one time. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, man, I wish I had an man, impact. Man, need an impact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, do
0: you remember the drag that we were using last year? Yeah. The. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so. If,
0: if that was, uh, if the bush hog was a good massage chair, that drag was like an electronic bull. <laughs>
1: yeah it got the job done though i mean you as long as you can get something that halfway work you can make some food plots yeah um so i'm going to lowe's and then to drop a couple benjamins on that mm-hmm. and uh we gotta go find some blades well first off before we go buy blades we're gonna see if we can get the ones off of this bush hog because i don't think they've been changed in about 15 years in a
0: very long time very They're long time st-
1: whoever had it before us got their good out of it yeah like got the definitely good out of this deal so
0: well, milked it
1: i was looking at them last year because i was trying to just put a band-aid on it because we were in crunch mode 100 percent last year and didn't have time to do this mm. so uh last year when i was looking at the the bolts and stuff that are attached to the blades they're kind of been uh wore off yeah so we probably have to get a blowtorch and all that. It's gonna be a all day or two day affair trying to get this thing apart uh, and get it back together.
0: The thing that's in, that's, I guess the the thing the key factor here to me, um, and folks can actually they can really see it if they go to watch if they if they have both Outdoor Channel and they watch the YouTube stuff because mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, um, we've talked. It seems like especially at cottonmouth we started talking about the planting aspect and the preparation stuff a lot yeah and if you follow in along with that then you know or if you go back and look you can go back and look at the most current cottonmouth shows and see when we're doing our preparation stuff it's about this time of year mm-hmm. it's it's late july early august remember i remember several times we were like getting seed in the ground right before we left for elk season whereas in last year at kudzu our first year at kudzu we weren't doing any of this stuff until like early october yeah it was just a crazy year
1: yeah everybody can understand how everybody was kind of set off normal schedule last year Yeah,
0: it was 2020 you know so and then we had the i mean we don't need to rehash you know the team getting some of the team getting corona again and all that but it put us schedule wise way more different than we usually would be so and you'll see that if in the current in the, these kudzu shows like you'll see the struggle there's no doubt about it mm. someone was asking me about that not that long ago they are like well what are they gonna see in this first season of kudzu Bluff I'm like I said they're gonna see that it takes a while to figure a place out yeah you know
1: I mean even looking back at cottonmouth think about y'all's first year there and second year yeah and then i wasn't there the first two seasons and i came on board mm-hmm. and uh even then that first year i was here we were still in that learning mode of, oh yeah of learning cottonmouth but that second third fourth year there it's yeah. like boom 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 yeah
0: so i mean it's, it, it has to be i mean honestly you can still find some success but as far as like Getting to truly know a place, it takes some time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and we won't know we won't know kudzu after this year.
1: Yeah, well, we you got a, definitely a better idea on what to do and how to do it. You know, t- but you yeah. still got to fine tune that. Oh yeah. And deer don't do exactly the same thing every year. It's based on weather, it's based on you yeah. know uh, cold snaps and how much rain you get and the acorn crop. is so many different variables yeah. from year to year. And uh, it makes such a big difference from year to year whether you're on that X or not.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. that I had six years put in at Cottonmouth. hmm If someone were to tell me, like, you need to find a spot to, to put yourself in a good position to, you know, get on a, a good mature buck in the first of the season at Cottonmouth. I would feel – I ain't saying I'd go kill one, you know, because it's hunting. Yeah. But I could definitely – I could 100% put myself in the ball game. I feel confident about that mm-hmm. because we got six years there, just like to your point talking about. If someone said the same thing at Kudzu, I feel after last year, I definitely feel more accustomed to the place that I could probably, you know, but I definitely wouldn't feel as confident as I would at yeah. Cottonmouth. You know what I mean? It,
1: that's different terrain. It hunts different. You can't. You can't take – The way you hunt one place and put it on a place that totally is different terrain and aspects of it. Now, yeah, you take, say, Cottonmouth, for for instance, uh, river bottom stuff, and you move 100 miles and you're still on the river bottom, you kind of still know what to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, good point. Good point.
1: you move like we did to Kudzu Bluff, and you're hunting hills and hollers and all that. Thermals go into play, which... All that stuff you didn't really have to think about when you're hunting flat ground, which thermals still make a difference, but not as much. They don't suck down a holler, yeah. you know. Dude,
0: that happened to Brad and I, like one of the first hunts we did last year at Kudzu. Yeah. and I was like, I am not used to this. I hadn't had to think about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's different variables. It's a
1: learning curve. But this time of year, which I'm sure most people know, is my favorite time. Yeah. The whole planning part. Mm-hmm. I love putting together a plan. Yeah. That's that's my favorite part i love doing that and seeing it come together two or three months from now you're like okay that's cool there you got to see Mm -hmm. the whole aspect of it you know yeah and uh definitely definitely something if you take time and plan accordingly it helps you throughout the rest of the year yeah i always tell like a lot of people like this six week period right here can define whether you're successful or not absolutely I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean it's
0: even to the point of, you know, like now's the time if you start finding like if if we're out and about or summertime you find a you find a swamp chestnut tree you didn't know about. Yep. You know what I mean? Like how you know you know as good as anybody how much a, tr- a tree like that can produce mm-hmm. if it's dropping yep. stuff like that whereas you don't really want to be lollygagging around searching for that kind of stuff during the season if you're hunting the same place year-round like we're doing with cud
1: and you take like the zoo for for instance out here in madison county Mm -hmm. it uh me and you've been hunting out there now for three seasons yeah the first year we didn't kill any deer out there Mm -hmm. second year we didn't kill any deer out there but even through turkey season we were dropping pins on spot we'd find and looked like it'd be good and last year we were successful out there so it's just a learning curve yeah everything is
0: so it's like to um do you think i know we've got i mean i know we're planning on changing our food plot stuff up a little bit this year one thing talking about learning curves is just figuring out like how to plant things different Mm -hmm. and i'll put the 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 kind of the the burden on i don't know how to word it i'll put the fault on me at this point but just i guess it's different soil types going from river bottom to, the, to where we're at now but i planted the brassicas way too thick last year yeah you know
1: yeah and that's just one of those things where you don't have as rich soil and you got too many plants competing against each other they don't grow out yeah so we know what to do this year
0: yeah you know i was actually i was talking to a guy um it's probably a week or two ago but he was asking me about that he was asking me about those specific food plots that he was seeing at cottonmouth mm-hmm. and i told i said man you got and i gave him that example you know i was like everything's compared to you know soil type and there's things that you can do but this uh, so that river soil you they can handle that many brassica plants they not compete against one another you may not if you go and put brassicas that thick on a on the soil stuff they're not going to grow as well
1: mm-hmm. you know it's
0: just it's just the fact of the matter of it. It doesn't have the nutrients there to support it.
1: Yep. And this year we're going to knock down the pounds per acre on that, and going going to feel like you're not even planting anything at all, but you're going to do better. Yeah. Yeah. So, just one of those things. Learning curve, figuring out just what you got to work with. The first year is always the most important to make notes on and figure mm-hmm. out what to do better the next.
0: Yeah. There's the, there's that, man. There's, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about it. I mean, like there's so many little things. Like I can even think about, um, like a spot, the spot where Brad, I filmed Brad shoot a turkey this year. That was like a little hardwood drain that I hadn't even been in before. Yeah. And I was like looking at all the acorn trees along that Creek. And I was like, huh?
1: (laughs) you, You know what I mean? I had walked down there late in the deer season last year and found trails crossing that creek you're talking about yeah it's on a to-do list this year you know that's that's going to be a a good spot as far as transition catching deer because that place i mean it's it doesn't have lots of acres of food plots so you have to get outside the norm of hunting food plots every afternoon to get on deer yeah like you have to transition to what the deer do you can't Mm -hmm. you can't make a deer do anything you've got to figure out what, what he's doing what and they're go to doing him. already yeah.
0: yeah it's a different hunting style there's no doubt about it
1: mm mm-hmm. well it's time it's time to get ready and starts with me and you finna go dumb yeah. and dumber on this uh, bush hog <laughs> see if we can't get it tore apart it's uh yeah. it's gonna be a i'm afraid it's gonna be a jim dandy of a task
0: yeah but i'm ready for it like it's, I, I'm, i'm most excited about I think I'm like it it excites me that we're actually doing this. We're getting to do it in the right time frame mm-hmm. this year, you know we're not gonna I feel like we're gonna be able to get a much better grasp on Kudzu Bluff if we if you know if we start doing what we're doing today, yep it'd be better just better all around i think,
1: and you know last year just I just popped into my mind one aspect of something you would never think about being a problem, but it was and with it being 2020 and just the way things went was we couldn't get any deer stands because nobody had any in stock
0: (laughs) yeah i forgot about that but yeah you're right
1: we had like 20 spots that we had to i mean we climbed a lot last year because we couldn't you couldn't go to a store and buy deer stands we climbed a lot last
0: year for not having deer stands for not that is true i would forgotten about that we climbed so much last year because no deer stands, and because we got such a late start at Kudzu, we like we don't have anything figured out.
1: Yeah, just kind of shotgun approach. Go shoot a bunch of, you know, hunt a bunch of spots, and kind of try to get put, a put grasp something together. It, which it, we did, you know, for a couple of weeks there, we kind of had it figured out somewhat. We did pretty good for about ten days. Then,
0: well, to your <laughs> well, to your point, so the probably my favorite hunt from kudzu last year was when jimmy killed that buck Mm -hmm. and um we were using y'all gonna kill me or who if our our bosses would kill me what's the name of that new blind we came out with
1: the stake, the stakeout the the
0: panel blind yeah the stakeouts the surround view stakeout that's it
1: that was a three panel
0: yeah um we i know like this is a dead honest truth folks are going to watch that and say they're hunting out of that thing just to show off that new product. I mean, it, it's obviously, it's an awesome byproduct that it, did, that it did that because we make that product and we sell it.
1: I and mean, you got to find a way to hide Jimbo. Well, yes, but
0: <laughs> honestly, so the the whole process was, is the week before, um, I remember we, we talked about before the rut took us way off guard at Kudzu. Yeah. Because we were, again, we were so used to the rut timing at Cottonmouth i was hunting with troy one morning and we were just going hunting and all of a sudden there's bucks chasing does everywhere we're like holy smokes
1: and not just cottonmouth rut time statewide pretty much yeah you know that from week four christmas through new year's is when the best time is we're not up there yeah (laughs) yeah this was like the first week
0: of december i think yeah um and so we went when we were riding out we come down we drove down this road uh and um, when I tell you, there was more scrapes going down that road than, I mean, I was like, oh, goodness. And so I was trying to think of a place where Jimmy and I could go, and we had no stands over there, no ground blind set up, anything. And we didn't have a really solid option of anywhere that was already set up, and I said, well, get on that road. to wind's right, and there was one spot around the curve where you could see down into this hardwood bottom pretty well, and you could also see this ridge and i was like we've got that three panel blind we can see down the road as well why not sit there mm-hmm. and that was one of my favorite hunts of the whole year but to your point that's because we didn't have anything we're <laughs> like like yeah. if we want to hunt that spot we're just going to have to pop up and hunt
1: we utilized that stakeout a good bit last year honestly just because it's, it's really easy to pop up and you can yeah you know you can go sit on a roadway or something where you can see a ways and you don't have to like put up a permanent blind yeah. or not like double bulls are permanent but it's not that big a deal because deer do have to get used to those double bulls when you put them up if you don't brush them in in. and with that thing you can pop it up and sit by a tree and it's not that obvious that you're there yeah well to your to your point it's the same kind of
0: the same mindset of climbing everywhere we'd use that little blind for places that we didn't have big blinds up yet we would just pop it up and try it and it worked that morning with jimmy
1: i filmed jimmy shoot a doe out of one of them they work good
0: yeah well, yeah i hadn't even thought about that how much we hunted out of non-permanent stands or how much we hunted out
1: of temporary spots just trying to figure it out i don't think i hunted the same place more than twice i mean we were just kind of randomly selecting spots that we ain't been trying to see if one of them you know you find that spot where you're like okay this is one of those spots that's going to be on the map forever yeah and, and uh, yeah and then
0: you know like the place had been hunted At some point in the past, so we found like where food plots used to be. And since we planted so late, we planted that old food plot back again. I remember one of them, I think we hunted that food plot twice all year. Because, again, talking about differences, every time we hunted it, we figured out the wind swirled so bad. Mm -hmm. You're like, you can't, there's no sense in hunting here. Yeah. You're wasting your time. Every time you go in here, the wind is going to swirl and you're going to blow it out. So, what's the point? Yep. But again, It's all a process. It's all figuring it out. Trying to figure it out.
1: Yep. (laughs) I'm excited, though. We're finna get out of here and go get ready for it. Yeah. Finna get our hands dirty. I'm tired of... Talking about it. Sitting behind a computer all day, too. It's time to go get to work. Time to sweat a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I think we'll wrap this up because we are... Yeah,
0: we probably need to get going if we're gonna do what we're gonna do today. Um, Guys, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. As you can probably tell from last week's and today's, we're going to start gearing more towards hunting topics because we're looking at we're looking at fall in the face. I know it may not feel like it outside all the time.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if anybody's got, I would love to do a, like next week if there's enough engagement to do this, mm-hmm. like a Q and A deal. Send uh, in some questions yeah. about whatever and. If we know about it, we'll talk about it. If we don't know, we'll just say we don't know about it. Cause it ain't like I know everything or you know everything about hunting. I absolutely do not. <laughs> just know a little bit. I know a little
0: bit. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. We can we can do a Q and A about this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and I think we're gonna wrap that up for today. Cause me and Jordan got some work to do. Hope y'all all have an awesome week. And uh, yeah, it's getting that time. Hope y'all all getting out there and shooting your bows and getting ready, cause it's almost here. We'll see y'all next week. Thank y'all as always for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.